Our first reading this morning comes from Isaiah chapter 9 and can be found on page 658 of the Church Bibles. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as soldiers rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. And our second reading this morning is from 1 John chapter 3. And this can be found on page 1,159 of the Church Bibles. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now that we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. God our Father, amidst all the chatter of our words, may your words to us be heard. Amen. That's better. My friends, one of the hazards of being a preacher is that you... Um, you choose texts, you ask for them to be read, and then through no um, ill will at all, what you hear is not quite what you expected to hear because we have so many translations into English these days. That verse 1 John chapter 3 verse 2, which Rachel just read so beautifully, can also be rendered as follows. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we shall be has not yet been.
been revealed. Beloved, we are God's children now, but what we shall be has not yet been revealed. Today is a personal delight and privilege. When this building was born, I was one of those frozen, mud-bespattered turf cutters standing just about there. What a delight this morning to collaborate with Jane and your new minister, Bill, in Hugo's baptism. With so much joy and celebration around, what a shame that I'm just about to ruin it all by being extremely serious for about the next eight or ten minutes. But then, Christianity is a serious business, and we live in serious times. Advent Sunday, four weeks to Christmas, you may start preparing tomorrow. And the anniversary of the most famous and most influential baby in the history of the human race, Jesus of Nazareth. And today also we celebrate and we thank God for the birth of the baby witch. And here your preacher tiptoes around the dangers of blasphemy. The baby witch probably occupies in the lives of Sarah and Christopher at least a place not totally unlike that occupied by Jesus in the life of the entire world. One of the most important things to have happened. No child is born without the exercise of that most human of passions, desire. It is, of course, true that Human desire results in children that are not. Let me start that sentence again. The desire that results in children is not invariably holy. But today is not the day to go down that sad path. Far better to meditate upon when the desire that results in children is indeed holy. That form of desire called love. For love is a holy thing. St. John says quite simply, God is love. And he also says, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. So not just is God love, our love is of God. And Jesus says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, and you shall love your neighbour as yourself. So no matter what the rest of the world might mean by love, we Christians mean the love of God which is revealed to us in the life, death and resurrection of Jesus. We believe that not only does love describe the life of God and the life of Jesus, but it, that it can describe our lives too. And in St John's Gospel, Jesus promises that if we love fully, we can so live in each other that we can belong to each other as fully as we belong to God. We can belong to each other as fully as we belong to God. 
Now, the relationship Jesus had in mind when he was saying these things was not marriage, nor parenthood. He was talking about friendship, ordinary, unestimated friendship, which is the most precious, the most deep, and the most holy of all relationships. So never say at a wedding or a funeral, oh, I'm just a friend. You are a friend. You stand in a holy relationship. It is, says he who's been married for, how long have we been married? (coughs) Forty odd years. Getting nearer 50, I think. It is, of course, true that marriage can, should, and very often does express friendship as deeply as any friendship can. But in the eyes of God, it is the love, the depth, the faithfulness, the holy friendship that matters, not the bit of paper that says married. And a child arrives, in this case, Hugo, except he's gone. (laughs) Is he still here? What a sensible boy. So, Hugo arrives, and at a stroke, if I, as a mere male, may so describe the process of childbirth, at a stroke, there is someone tiny in the world whose life and well-being matters more, far more, than does the life and the well-being of either of its parents. Remember another remark of Jesus. Greater love has no one than that they commit their life for their friend. And surely every new parent asks themselves, how does my life stand in relation to this tiny life? It is, is it not, the most extraordinary, awesome question as well as the most obvious and the most natural question. Well, the the, the excellent Jane did all the baptismal preparation for today. Sarah and Christopher have been spared the Wilson treatment. Where's Jane gone? Is she here? There you are. I, I, I like to remark, Jane, that the promises that Sarah and Christopher make Christopher make this morning are far more important than the ones they made at their wedding. People can, people do walk away from marriage promises. They pay a price, but they survive. But that price is peanuts compared to the price a child pays when its parents walk away from their baptismal promises. Some of the most searching pastoral conversations I have had have involved an estranged parent whose promise to their partner has failed for whatever reason, but they're trying to work out how to remain faithful to their promise to their child in these new, radically changed circumstances. Surely God honours that ongoing faithfulness. God is all compassion, 
as Ezekiel remarked long, long ago, God does not wish the children's teeth to be set on edge because the parents have eaten sour grapes. Perhaps you think I've got a bit carried away. I'm just trying to say, let us not suppose for a moment that today's baptismal promises are in any way secondary, a sort of optional extra. To Hugo, they are everything. Keep them and he will flourish. That is why we, who as a church family, are privileged to stand as witness today we rejoice as Sarah and Christopher, together with Godparents Matthew, Richard, Katie, and Thomas, make these promises today. For richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, till death us do part. That, in effect, is the baptismal promise. My wife, bless her, occasionally reminds me of my folly long ago when our younger child left home. Good, says I. Job done. We can worry about ourselves now. You know, don't you? What an idiot. <laughs> Both now nearing 40, married with children of their own. The phone rings and a voice says, Dad. <laughs> God forgive me for those times when rather than hello, I have answered, not quite in jest, how much? <laughs> <coughs> Till death us do part, that's parenthood. It is, of course, heart-achingly wonderful, except when it's heart-achingly painful. Christmas is coming. Remember Mary presenting her baby to Simeon in the temple? A sword shall pierce your very soul, said the old man. Like all friendship, parenthood is heart-achingly wonderful and heart-achingly painful. You cannot have one without the other. St John says, beloved, we are God's children now but what we shall be has not yet been revealed. Poor Mary, she had no <laughs> idea what lay ahead. And neither, thank God, have we. For if we knew, how could we bear it? Soon we shall be singing in weeks to come of the baby Jesus, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. What hopes and fears <coughs> accompany Hugo to his baptism? Beloved, we are God's children now, but what we shall be has not yet been revealed. As I near 70, I see people whom I have known and loved all my life slipping into mockeries <coughs> of what they once were. How can one not fear? All we can do is trust utterly in the love that has held us from the moment that we were born. That, at least, will never leave us.
We all long to keep our children safe. We all long to keep our children safe. Of course we do. But it cannot be done. We have to trust them to cross the road by themselves, to ride a bike, to go out on their first date, and all the rest. We can no more keep our children safe than Mary could keep hers. My grandchildren, Hugo's generation, will see our world transformed as never before within human experience. And we adults gathered here are virtually powerless in the face of that. Let us end by being clear. God's will is that Hugo and all God's children shall flourish. God has no interest in Hugo and his generation's suffering because our generations have, in their greed and selfishness, come close to destroying God's world. Therefore, today, in our prayers, parents, godparents, church family, Hugo's wider family, we commit ourselves to the flourishing of all God's children. Beloved, we are God's children now, but what we shall be has not yet been revealed. May God bless Hugo. May God bless us all in everything that lies ahead. Amen.